to uh, the High Ground Podcast. Um, I'm excited because we are talking about the sequel trilogy. We're going to go through all of them, touch a little bit on every on every movie. We may not get as granular as, as humanly possible, but it's going to be a lot of fun because in the weeks to come ahead, we will also do some breakdowns of each and every film. Um, already got people following in here. What's up, Jedi Connor? Um, but uh, yeah, we are going to jump into that right now, right here on the High Ground Podcast. What's up, everyone? Hello, how is it going today? Hello. Hey, good. Hello. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I'm excited to have y'all here and uh, and chatting about the sequel trilogy. I've heard all you guys, you know, being super positive towards it. Um, most of it, uh, in JJ's uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for JJ, but I have some critiques. <laughs> which this is there's nothing wrong with, with with critiques. You know, that's that's the point. We all yeah. want to uh, critique and be critical of the media we love while still loving it. Um, it's it's been shocking me how many people hate the book of Boba Fett, but still tune in at midnight to watch it. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. are you you I don't like enjoy? Watch it. Isn't there other stuff to check out? I I don't know what's the hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyways, I will start by having let's go around the room. I'll have everyone introduce themselves. You know, who are you? Where can we find your amazing content? And um, my icebreaker question today, last time it was, who would you want your Star Wars parents to be? This time, it's the opposite. Who, you have to raise someone in Star Wars from a child. Oh. And you got to choose who who, <laughs> who you're going to pick. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Ephraim first. Awesome. Well, hello. Um, Chaco, thanks for having me, first and foremost. Um, my name is Ephraim. My handle on TikTok and Twitter is Genzenial. And um, you can find me there, TikTok and Twitter. I also have an Instagram under the same account. Um, and man, I this question is a little bit loaded because I'm about to become a dad. <laughs> so oh, I'm, like, I'm like, thanks. I'm thinking of that. Yeah, two two months. She'll be, she'll be here soon. So I'm like, I'm thinking awesome, of that. Man. And then I'm also thinking of the movie Encanto, which like came out recently and was very good but it's so basically good. basically generational trauma the movie so mm. um i my answer oddly enough has been solo because i like want to have like the chance to like heal some things i don't know <laughs> that's that's just like what i'm thinking and he's a he's a favorite character of mine from the sequel trilogy yeah yeah so. you you want a parent on hard mode i get it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he just he deserves a lot of love. I feel like I got that to give as an almost new parent. So I awesome. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, how about you, Xanatos? I am Xanatos1138 on um, mostly TikTok. I'm going on Twitter a lot more as of late. And that question, I immediately thought of Ahsoka. Like that was the first thing that came to mind. Oh. Is uh, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I I actually wasn't sure if. Jedi even counted until he said Ben Solo. I'm like, okay, cool. I can say it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. This is, it's however you interpret the question. That's all good. Um, and how about you, Mike? Michael? Uh, yeah. Also, thanks, man, for having me on. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
I I have a podcast called A Certain Point of View, and we release once a week. And uh, I am on we are on Twitter. I usually do all the tweets on there. Um, and the Twitter handle is certain underscore POV pod. Um, and we also have a Facebook group, a certain point of view discussion group. So go join that. It's a lot of fun, healthy discussion. Yeah. You can disagree with each other and it's fun. Um, so as far as your question, um, I went to broom boy. Um, I, okay. I just, I want to, uh, I don't know. I've always been drawn to, the, I, I love the ending of the last Jedi and I've always been drawn to that character. And I also think, um, I don't know. I also think maybe if I was not, maybe if I was his father, I, he wouldn't have become a slave. I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> I could, I could help him out a little bit because so. <laughs> of course I would be a Jedi in that, in that scenario. So yes. I guess I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh, but that's like, no, it's a good point. <laughs> 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 and, um, and before we go to, uh, uh before we go to, to JJ, um, just a couple of shots out here in, in the chat. We have Amber Medina who would uh, oh. choose Rose and Paige. Yeah, excellent choice. I love it. Um, of course, Camilla chose Padme. That, that's that was obvious. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Stardust and <laughs> Justin. Oh. Uh, she absolutely uh, Ooh, needed nice. someone to take care for her. Um, and then also. Uh, can I get everyone to shout out Luke? He turned yeah. 27 today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And Luke is well on the Pod Ones podcast. Um, uh, they're great people to know and hang out with. So definitely check them out. Um, but yeah, it's uh, awesome. But last but certainly not least, JJ, how about you? Hi, thank you for having me. This is really cool seeing all you guys. Um, I make uh, content on TikTok only uh, under Cat Lady JJ. So I talk about Star Wars, Marvel, anything that comes up, pop culture, mostly Star Wars and Marvel. So um, to answer your question, I was going to go with Ben Solo too, maybe like a troubled character, but I'm going to pick Hannikin. <laughs> You know what? That kid Ooh. needed a hug like, <laughs> from the gaggle. A hug or a tap on a sh something, some love. Maybe maybe the galaxy would have been a little different. I don't know. You can always hope. Well, you can always hope. <laughs> uh, I mean, by that token, I should choose uh, the Sheev. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, I would not choose oh, wow. that. Because... He might kill you in your sleep. Yeah, it ended right. badly. <laughs> So it's it's really funny because if you read the um, you know Legends novel uh, Plagueis, uh, his dad like has always hated him, and but the reason eventually his dad says why, and he's like even as a child, as a baby, you would look at me like you wanted to kill me. <laughs> like I've always known I was gonna die by your wow. hand since you were wow. an infant, and uh, and he made good on that promise. Um, is there anything in Legends of him dissecting animals or peeing in bed as a five-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's, he's a messed up dude, for sure. Um, there were warning signs. Yeah, I, I have to I have to change mine because the first person I thought of was uh, was Barry Yaga Yaga Barry from the the High Republic, but oh man, but I am not going to raise a Wookiee because they will out like you would have a child forever. Um, uh, like I, I kind of thought, like what, what if, what if Mando didn't give up Grogu? Like he'd be raising a child for the next twenty five years, and he, <laughs> he'd be like eight at that point. It'd be crazy. Um, 
So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up going with um I'm still in the High Republic mode right now, so I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go with a uh, Wreath Silas. Um, oh, he's just a uh, just a Precious. nice little studious boy, just always always trying to be the best. Uh, so I approve of that. Good answer. <laughs> I just I just bought the whole trilogy of the books, so I'm watching all of your guys' reaction and kind of skipping. So <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I, excited. I just it. got the books. <laughs> can't can't wait till till you catch up. Um, awesome. All right, so let's 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 jump into it. Uh, so the first question I wanted to kind of ask is um, how you guys got introduced to Star Wars. Was the sequels the first thing you were introduced to? Because I know that's kind of like a something that's asked like, oh, you like the sequels? Is this your first Star Wars? Or So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, I want to jump into that. I'll go to uh, to Xantos first. But, you know, again, this is conversational, so y'all feel free to jump in and share your stories. Um, well, I started watching Star Wars when I was nine. I watched the original trilogy kind of back-to-back. I rented it um, and then went through and read legends for probably a solid decade just nothing but legends books and then the prequels came out and i i I really like the prequels a lot of my friends were like why do you like the prequels what's going it's 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 the same tone as now for the sequels um and when the sequels came out i at first was skeptical because i liked some of the stuff in legends lore um, and I was kind of hoping to see Thrawn on live action, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then as I'm going through TikTok and seeing the the really, really toxic, incorrect, stubborn opinions of people, it's caused me to do my own research and look into everything. And I actually really love the sequels a lot now, a lot more than I did like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that happens, but like, like, I think you're misremembering that scene, and I you rewatch it, and you're like, oh man, this was solid. Like, yeah, it kind of makes you like love it more. Um, yeah, I mean, who who else wants to go? I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Uh, yeah, so I I was a original trilogy baby. I grew up on the actual the um ex- not the extended editions. That's Lord of the Rings. I grew up on the uh, the special editions, the VHS. I actually have them back here somewhere. But um, I grew up on those, and uh, eventually, I was I was about ten when uh, the Phantom Menace went to theaters. Absolutely loved it as a kid. Actually loved all of the prequels as a kid. And then I got older and started to realize those weren't cool anymore. And it was really cool to hate them. And so I hated them for like ten years, and then. I don't know, just over the last few years, I've really started to evaluate how I look at and consume things. And am I really, is that really my opinion or is that just the opinion of someone else that I like, that I love or respect? And I just kind of took that on. And mm. I f- have found that um, Attack of the Clones is still not good um, for me. <laughs> <laughs> but even in that, I can take a lot of good things from it. I love certain things about it, um, particularly like, uh, detective obi-wan on camino and all that stuff i love certain parts of that um i've found that the phantom menace has been slowly crawling its way up my rankings um just not giving up and um revenge of the sith is a top five for me now so i actually have a lot of love for the prequels even though i they're not perfect and then the sequels came along i love the force awakens right away 
Um, uh, although that one, the more I, as I watched it more, I still have a lot of love for it. It hasn't aged quite as well. The Last Jedi, I loved right away, and it has aged even better. It has aged. It, I have grown in my love for it. And we'll talk about The Rise of Skywalker later. Um, so, but I really am an overall fan of the sequel trilogy. I really love a lot of the movies, and even in the ones that are my least favorite, um, I still find things to love about them. So, hmm. awesome. I, I find myself in that camp of like when it comes to the sequel trilogy and we kind of have similar, I'm just cutting in here cause we have a similar experience with like the, the prequels and like kind of being younger and like really being enraptured by them. And then like, you realized it was not cool to like them anymore. <laughs> um, but I actually, when I was growing up, I had a VHS player in my room and my dad had episode four, episode five and episode two on VHS. And that's, that was it. So I grew up with this weird, a uh, half done puzzle piece of star Wars. Um, I, I wasn't allowed to watch them in the theaters cause I was still pretty little, but, um, and when the sequels came along, it was my first time seeing star Wars movies in theaters. And so the, the sequels all the way through were like a magical experience for me because I grew up with this love of star Wars as a kid, but never had the theater experience. Mm. Um, so I, I immediately really enjoyed the sequels and I, I feel the same, the, the same way about the force awakens kind of, very very pleasant experience hasn't aged quite as well still enjoyable and um I, i'm in maybe the rare camp but the not increasingly less uncommon camp that likes the last jedi and the rise of skywalker almost equally um and that has led to an interesting relationship with the awesome. internet um, i'm so jealous of you <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i'm i'm looking forward to talking about that a little bit more but yeah just to kind of piggyback off of like your experience i feel like we had pretty similar with the, the prequels and whatnot but yeah awesome. jj how about you um my first experience with star wars i was 14 i believe and it was the phantom menace in the theater and the moment darth maul showed up on screen and pulled the double light double bladed lightsaber I was sold and that was the beginning of my journey into the universe. And at that time, like I didn't have internet. I can't, we had AOL chat, you know, those weird dial-ups and like Napster, but like there's no forums that I went to. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of discourse. I did not realize how much these movies were hated until well into the adulthood. And then I picked up on the actual toxicity of what, what was being done to the actors, to the young Jake Lloyd and mm. uh, Hayden and Ahmed Best, like all of that came to me way, way That's later. And like, I mean, unforgivable to this date. I don't think we can pay the price of what we've done to those uh, yeah. actors. So um, to me, original sort of came in way later in my life. I love the original trilogy. It's my favorite personally. I can't find, I can find very little flaws with it. Mm. Um and the sequels sort of came like a natural progression from the, the prequel era into the original and then on to the next. So I have a bit of a love and hate relationship with the sequels, I would say. I enjoy The Force Awakens a lot. I think it's a solid movie that I introduced to basically any new fan. Like they don't know anything about the lore. They don't understand how any of it, any of it works, mm -hmm. but they don't want that cheesy 70s uh, special effects of the original era. So, and I don't want to give them trade and taxes of the Force of, of the Phantom Menace. Fair. So it's yeah. like, let's get into the Safeway and watch Force Awakens and the the Last Jedi. 
just mm. shut yeah. so it's, it's fine wine uh, movie and the rise of skywalker we have a very contentious relationship <laughs> but, but there i as years pass as i listen to a lot of you guys and a lot of lore masters actually explain some things that i didn't understand i can learn to appreciate just a little bit better but it's it still broke me in a bad way but mm-hmm. we can talk about that later Yep, we we'll certainly get there. Um, also, uh, for X Four Gamer Skills, the um, Dross and TFA are tied, and it's cool because there's always it's always different. And I, I really like so personally, I learned a lot because uh, when I first started this podcast, I went through the films and I invited people on that loved each one. And um, when I started that project. Um, Actually, Rogue One was my least favorite. It was at the very bottom. And after That's that episode, after me and people broke into that, it it's, it jumped up significantly, which left uh, Tross as the last, as the bottom of my list. And when I did that episode, um, it made me appreciate a lot of things that I missed. Uh, it's, it still lasts for me, but there's still, there's still a lot to enjoy there. And Obviously, we just we, there's so much to love that we talk about. So I don't know. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So lightning round for everyone here and everyone in the chat. Um, what character de- deserved more than what we got? But you can't say Finn. <laughs> you can't say Finn. <laughs> You're smart. You're smart for. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Um, we'll, we'll oh God! I'll go to Michael first. Oh, uh, Rose, easy. Rose Tico. Uh, I loved her role overall in the Last Jedi. Um, even though that arc is not like the best part of the movie, I think that what she does in the movie is fantastic and. Um, when I watched the rise of Skywalker, like she's just like studying and saying ex- uh, expository lines and every one of Don, uh, Dominic Monaghan's lines could have, could have been Rose's lines. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. I was just like, Rose was a great character and now she's just not there. So Rose Tico. Nice. All right. Uh, what do you think, JJ? Oh boy! I usually my brain defaults. I just to to Finn. I think it was such a disservice to the character, and especially the way he was sold in the trailers and the marketing. It's like mm-hmm. so difficult to default. Um, <laughs> Rose is a good example. Maybe Hawks. I think he was mistreated at, in the Rise of Skywalker pretty poorly. I thought he was an established villain already that could kind of butt heads with Kylo Ren on a power on their different power dynamics which sort of, and the Rise of Skywalker took that rug underneath everybody's feet. And now I was kind of left, I would have done a little bit more with Hux, I believe. Um, Phasma, maybe, but Hux is a big one for me after Finn. Yeah. Um, no, that's a great choice. I just laugh at Rana with the book said, why was Mary the Hobbit even? Thank you. Hobbit? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, where did he come from? He was on that day. He's friends with J.J. Uh, Abrams from The Lost Era. Yeah. So <laughs> that was it. Are we talking about Lost tonight? I got oh, lots boy. of things to say. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I I actually never watched Lost. Um, Don't do it. I, mean, I gave I up didn't bother watching No, it. you should do it. You should watch it. <laughs> you know, I had this experience where like my friends were – I would walk in while it was playing and then something crazy would happen. And I'm like, what is this? So like, 
I saw the first episode of the smoke monster and I'm like, okay, this looks interesting. And then like I walk in and I see someone turning a wheel and then the island disappeared. And I was like, okay, yeah, you, gotta, you can't just <laughs> skip episodes. That's not yeah. how yeah. it works. Impossible. <laughs> I know. But like it's just like me walking past it playing at different points in time. I just made me like, all right, this, it's is, ridiculous. this is too wild. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, how about you, Ephraim? Oh, this might. So obviously Finn is like my first answer. And then Rose is my second answer. So this one is like, I'm not sure how people are going to react to this, but Leia. Um, I, I think she should have passed away in The Last Jedi. Um, not just because of Carrie Fisher's death. Like, I think it would have been narratively um, to have the twins kind of mirror each other and, and have narrative conclusions that parallel each other could have been really powerful. And also the rise of Skywalker um, having to use yeah. old footage, you know, unfortunately it's just one of those behind the scenes crutches that changed, you know, a lot of how they were going to structure the movie. So kind of like a, I don't know if that's a contentious answer or not. I do love her, her characterization in the sequel trilogy. And I love her as a, as a mentor to Ray. Um, I love that we got to find out that she was a Jedi, but I think narratively might have been a little bit more structured and powerful to have her story handled differently in the last Jedi. So I don't know if that's <laughs> okay. No, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's not your first answer or second. Well, I know that a lot of people would riot if both Luke and Leia died in the same movie. Oh my god. Oh yeah. They already rioted when Luke died, so. And yeah. it would have been really Spoiler. really strange to have Kylo Ren commit matricide and patricide in the same movie. I mean, it would have been excessively jarring and Yeah. If that cool. was to happen, if that scene took place if he actually pulled the trigger and she passed. So it was yeah. Yeah, he was. I don't know. I'm not saying they do it that way, but just yeah. I didn't write the movies. Maybe it's better I didn't. So, (laughs) 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 well, as soon as we asked, first thing pop up was Saint Pat saying Rose Teepee. Yes, Stardust M Rose. Yes, um, X War uh, Poen Rose. Amber Medina Rose. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's (laughs) consensus is clear. And Phasma. Ooh, Phasma. Yeah. Uh, Rose 100%. Ben, nice. Uh, we have you mean more than 10 minutes of screen time? Okay, (laughs) I'm saying ow. (laughs) Last word, famous last word. Famous, I don't know about famous, but uh, yeah, last words for sure. Um, (laughs) um, Cal, Cal's just choosing everyone. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Um, Snoke is is actually my choice. I, I would love to mm. get some, but, but and I'm, I'm not upset that he was killed. Like that's how every Star Wars movie has been, where like a villain randomly shows up. Like that's every episode of the prequels that happens in. <laughs> um, Dooku, who's <laughs> <laughs> good example. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, how about you, Xanathos? Uh, um, all of these choices are great, perfect, and I, I thought of um, Tally Lintra. Um, oh, nice. She's the pilot in the beginning of um, 
the Last Jedi. Oh, she has yeah, a couple yeah, lines in the A wing. Yeah, yeah, oh, and then Kylo shoots the hangar, and she looks up. Boom! End of character. Um, just oh, those couple of lines, and like the way she delivered them. I'm like, I want to know more about you. Oh, can't. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> she did have uh, a presence, like she was going to be a bigger character. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that seems to be an overwhelming theme of the sequels? <laughs> <laughs> Everything seems like it's gonna be, but it's just two hour movie. You can't fit all of it, you know. Like get it. Can't do it all. You can't yeah, do, it can't all. do it all. Uh, I got uh, X Wing in the chat saying, "I read into the dark. Don't tell anyone, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's it's all good. Uh, we we all love. We all stand geode. Um, Top five. <laughs> I've only read Light of the Jedi, so I'm, uh, I'm, I loved it, and I'm just so bad about sitting down and actually reading a book. So I'm going to. What's mm-hmm. the next one I should read? Uh, it depends on how granular you want to get, but you can yeah. jump from Light of the Jedi straight to Rising Storm if you want to. If you okay. want the big hits, the big ones, and then go between later. Um, or is that now, like? Hmm. The way this is I, what, I haven't gotten it, a straight answer from anyone. So. <laughs> There's so much. Okay. Yeah. So the big books are like Avengers movie. You can watch okay. Avengers, then watch Age of Ultron, and then watch you know the the two parter if you okay. wanted to, and you would roughly know the context of the film uh-huh. and the characters. But like if someone died, you know you wouldn't have this. Oh, I've watched three movies of them struggle to get okay. stronger and better. Mm-hmm. So certain things aren't going to hit you the same way if you got okay. Well, I don't want to do analogy, that. Actually, that's a great analogy. I don't want to do that. <laughs> All right. So then, Into the Dark is the next one you got to read. Thank you. Okay, got it. It's a good one. And I have that one back here. It's ready to go. I just haven't started it yet. <laughs> All right. You're about to have a new favorite character, and his name is Geode. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard this name. Yes. <laughs> um. Awesome. So for for me though, yeah. I mean, I I, I said. Snoke, I do want more of. At least I do mm-hmm. want to hear, you know, his uh, his history of like growing up as a as a gross cloned ball sack and like, just, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you know, I, I don't know. Like, and he's you see him a bit on the on on the station, and he has a weird hat and stuff, and like robes, so, like he's a funky little guy. Super- yeah, he's got a story, man. He's got a story. <laughs> <to tell>. um, <laughs> that is amazing. Eccentric clone ball sack guy. <laughs> oh my god! Added to the lexicon of uh, the, the yeah. scripters. <laughs> and then also shout out to X Wing. Thank you for the uh, the five dollar uh, ramen drop. Uh, we these all go straight to uh, to to ramen, and hopefully at celebration we'll we'll be doing a ramen party. So that's that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, but yeah, all right. So that's that was a lightning round. Let's jump to the films. All right. So let's do it. First thing hits us is the Force Awakens. Um, real quick, I always talk about. I went to Star Wars Celebration 2015, best awesome. con I've ever been to. Wow. That was where they released the trailer for the Force Awakens. Oh, oh, that's We're like awesome. waiting in line for panels, watching it over and over again. Like the excitement was palpable mm. when I just got chills. You know, because yeah. <laughs> um, I remember that trailer vividly. I did too. Oh my god! The trailer hit hard, and like you're you're waiting in line, and you can hear someone's phone that somewhere going, "Chewy, we're home." And you're like, "Yeah!" <laughs> um, and when the movie dropped, you know, me and my buddy Travis, uh, man, I 
can't even remember how many times we saw it. But I was living in Sacramento. We even drove out to San Francisco to the biggest IMAX theater on the West Coast in order to like experience it there. That's awesome. We we uh, have we get craft beers and sneak them in and just have a beer and watch a movie. That's <laughs> the best. Anyhow, that's all pre-movie stuff. How did the actual movie hit you guys? Uh, we'll. Uh, I think we'll start this one with JJ and um, and then everyone can jump in. Um, personally, I really loved Force Awakens. I think it hits every Star Wars note. It introduces new characters in an interesting way. Um, I do think it's a bit of a copy of A New Hope, which I don't have a problem with because I like The New Hope. I can watch it. So um, to me... It, it had enough nostalgia without being like I'm being nudged. You know what I mean? Like pay attention to this. This is, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I liked Ray. I like Kylo Ren, Hux, Finn, Poe, like all of these interesting characters. And when Han Solo appeared on the Millennium Falcon, that was, that was the end of it. That was just, I, I was crying. I couldn't believe that was actually happening. So um, I do remember the trailer when it came out initially still in my head like I can still I can still hear the music and Finn appearing taking off his helmet as a stormtrooper out of sand on, on Jakku so that was awesome um I generally I really like the Force Awakens I don't have a whole lot of negative to say about it I think it has a, a beautiful arc sort of building the middle and the and the conclusion so um yeah those are my just quick general thoughts about the Force Awakens before we talk details <laughs> All right, awesome, and then also, uh, I got a shout out to the Star Wars lawyer Chris uh, for for twenty twenty two. Yep, hopefully this is gonna be a great year for for content and for uh, for talking Star Wars with all of y'all. Yes. This community is awesome. Like you can see the chat; they're awesome. You know, it's crazy. Y'all have a <laughs> y'all have a great chat going. I'm like, man, this is a great place. Yeah, yeah bring. Yeah. Hey, if you have any other awesome people, bring them. Like we we need we need more. We need more. If I'm leaning um, a little too much, I really can't see anything. So I'm just reading everything. <laughs> I'm blind as a bat. So I'm just like. <laughs> uh, and ooh, Miss Miss Aggie is, is dropping some some controversial opinions. Oh. I like the Force oh, Awakens whoa. more than A New Hope. I grew up with oh. the OTs. No one roasts me. Let's roast. You know what I have to kidding. say to you? Roast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, just real quick for for me, I love The Force Awakens. Um, I obviously it couldn't exist without A New Hope, but I loved what it did with A New Hope. I like that it basically took um, <clears throat> the echoes of the previous characters, but gave us the exact opposite. We got the exact opposite of Luke, where Luke is like, "Let me go out to the world and like do stuff," and then she's mm -hmm. like, "I don't ever mm -hmm. want to leave ever." ever <laughs> you know um you have you know leia who's leading this like all in for for her cause leading this rebellion and you have uh finn who is like hates the cause that he's in and is trying mm -hmm. to escape it uh you have han who has no cause and like needs to to find it and then you have poe who's willing to die for it no matter what like they're the exact opposite of the caricatures and mm -hmm. i think that's why they framed it in there to really show you the difference at least that's that. how that's how i read it um I love but that, yeah cool. yeah well, how do you guys think uh how was your experience with it um well for the force awakens when i first watched it i loved the 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 falcon sequences all of the the lightsaber visuals 
when Han took one step onto that bridge to look at Ben slash Kylo, I said out loud, oh my God, they're going to kill off Han Solo. <laughs> like I knew it right there. And then I really liked that movie overall, but then like shortly after Rogue One came out and I think I like Rogue One better. Hmm. Um, it, it is my number two, I think on the rankings Rogue, Rogue One. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. You know, what's funny when you're talking about, I'm sorry to, uh, the Han Solo thing, it got spoiled to me the day before I, oh. I, I went to the movie theater in a in an article Mother. about a Bangladeshi factory that collapsed back in 2015 in a comment section. What? People <laughs> were such menaces. I mean, they still are. Oh. They still are. I, my eyes it's... couldn't believe it. I almost threw my computer. I'm like, I'm reading a random article. And I even have spoiler blocker on just for Force Awakens. Then he mentioned of Star Wars. And then in the mm. comments, Han Solo dies. A day before, and that's why I'm like so uh, triggered with spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, oh, one of our friends on on TikTok got spoiled for Spider Man No Way Home in a no. K-pop group, like a K-pop like. Fan no. Group. Someone just in the comments. <laughs> you're like, why? Why here? Why? Uh, yeah. Actually, so I I saw it the first viewing possible, and when I left, there was a truck with Han, Han Solo dies um, written oh. on the back. And you're like, some some people are just like horrible people. You know, yeah. they just want to watch the world burn. Mm -hmm. That's the same. It's probably the same guy who did Dumbledore, Dumbledore dies. Probably the same guy. Wait, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. Spoilers. Come on. Abraham Lincoln gets shot too. No. <laughs> no. Come way. on, America spoilers. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Michael, how about you? Oh, actually, real quick. Um, uh, where, where did where did the comment go? Where did the comment go? Shout out to JJ for rocking the High Republic sequel trilogy I shirt. That's such a dope shirt. Right? That's awesome. That was a yeah, that's, that's my Dyad Element 7. He made a, a High Republic Ray um, shirt, wow. and it's amazing. I I don't know how people are talented artists. I, I can't do it. I love it. I see a picture like on the page and I'm like, oh, okay, I just have to make those lines and it looks like <laughs> trash. So that's, but I mean, the robes and everything, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, how about you, Michael? How was your uh, The Force Awakens adventure? I love The Force Awakens, probably the sequel that I've seen the most, actually. Um, I, I did say earlier that it's probably aged the, it hasn't aged quite as well as The Last Jedi. But I do have a lot of love for it. And I actually, when I was watching, I did a rewatch just this week. I've been planning it anyway. And then you asked me to be on. And I was like, perfect. I'm just going to watch them all. And so I was watching and I was like, the first, I think I even tweeted, the first 15 minutes of this movie, the character introductions are just mm. perfection. The, mm -hmm. the way they introduce, um, the way they introduce Finn and Poe, and Kylo and then Ray and I, one of my favorite shots um, of the entire trilogy is when she's just sitting at, up against that ATAT -AT with the helmet on and just watching that ship it's it's like it's kind of like you said she she doesn't want to leave because she knows she has to wait but it's almost like she also does she also knows that there's more out there for her but she feels like she has to stay and so like I I don't know. I, I got, I have a lot of love for the way that they, that those characters were all introduced. And then obviously when Han and Chewie come in, it's, it's just like, 
I got it's it's such an emotional experience in that theater. But um, I did I did feel like there were some times where it was a little it was you JJ you said earlier it was it's a safe movie to show people for the first time and I think you're absolutely correct. But I think safe is probably the best way to describe this movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like they referenced A New Hope a little few too many times for me. Particularly, like, there's one eye roll every single time I watch the movie is when they go, oh, so it's like the Death Star. And he says, no, I wish. the Death. This is the Death Star. This is Starkiller. Every time I'm like, oh, my God. That's not a knife. It's just so – it was. It makes me laugh, honestly. It's just really funny the way it's delivered. Um, but like, there's a few things like that, the trench run, having the trench run again, all that stuff. It's a little too mirroring for me, um, even though Star Wars mirrors itself all the time. Hmm. But overall, I love this movie. I think it leans a little too much into that. J.J. tends to do that, and that's fine. J.J. Abrams, not you. Um, right, right, right. I figured. Um, <laughs> to make the delineation there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, I love the, the uh, Kylo versus Rey at the end. I love there's just so much goodness in that movie and it's beautifully shot. Say, you know, JJ Abrams is such a great director. Um, so yeah, I, I really yeah. love this movie. Amazing um theater experience for me. Mm. I probably saw it five or six times in the theater, actually. So wow. yeah, I mean nice. that's what I do with stars, even the even the Rise of Skywalker, I saw five times. So <laughs> um <clears throat> I think I have a problem, but yeah. Uh, a problem or an opportunity Um, I I have a drinking opportunity myself Um, (laughs) uh, how about you uh, we haven't heard yours yet yes I I also thought I just want to make sure is it uh, is it is a short E or long E oh it's a long it's E from E from yes I've I've heard it every which way my entire life though, so I promise you, if you get it wrong, anything that starts with E, I'll be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so no worries about that. Um, I also saw it. I think like four times because <laughs> um, it was it was the first Star Wars that I saw in a theater. And growing up a Star Wars fan, having that opportunity alone was like this made my life. Like, so I have a lot of love for like the theater experience. And um, I, I think I, I fall in, into your camp, Michael. Oh, we seem to be lining up on. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, about uh, how referential it was to A New Hope. Um, I, I love all the newness that they uh, introduce in that yeah. movie. Like everything that's new is spot on and I would not change a thing. I love it so much. And my enjoyment of all that new stuff was really bolstered by the book Bloodline um by mm, claudia gray and i think I, I have a lot more love for the sequel trilogy in general and specifically the force awakens after reading that book um yeah yeah read, read bloodline read absolutely bloodline. And, and also also read resistance reborn um by yes. Re- rebecca ranhorse yes i have that one back on my shelf and i'm excited to i'm i'm finishing falling fallen star <laughs> yes. so please yeah. no spoilers <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> um, but um don't don't read Resistance Reborn before you read Bloodline. Absolutely read, read yes. Bloodline first. There's going to be some nuggets. Um, yeah, got it. Um, both, from what I've heard, both great books. And what, for, from what I know, Bloodline, um, one thing that I felt was missing from The Force Awakens on my first watch um, 
was like the political landscape of the sequel trilogy. Um, what is the New Republic? What is the First Order? I was kind of like, I felt it felt a little bit cheap that there was just now a copy of the Empire, you know, that apparently had the a, a super weapon that could absorb a sun and destroy. A, you know, I was like, where? I I wanted to know. <laughs> I, I I was like, give me a little more prequels. Yeah, like give me a little more prequels element when it comes to the landscape that we're in right now. But I still loved it. I saw it, you know, like four times. So um, I think out of the sequels, it's the one that I watched the least now, like for just enjoyment. Um, but I still have a soft spot for it. It's still exciting. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. And uh, when it comes to that, because I, I, I do agree. I was like, okay, where uh, the, the weird. So I, I, I read the book <laughs> Bloodline when it first came out. Mm. And then I read it again last year during uh, COVID stuff and, and some some you know presidential election stuff, and it hits different. It does. <laughs> it does. And when you uh, so when first I'm like, how how did this copy of the Empire show up? And then <laughs> you realize, uh, no, these are people saying let's let's make the the empire great again and you're like yep. you know yep. you're like, what, what is you yeah. know and i'm not going after anyone's you know <laughs> political alignments but that's that is the gist of it <laughs> that is their their thing you know hey you know they had a good run it was just a crazy guy running it let's 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 bring back bits of it and you're like yes I don't, but also don't, don't know man that that character without getting too much into bloodline just in the same vein of what you're talking about there's a character who kind of embodies that in a very, in a very like, positive um, way. Like, yeah, I understand it. Yeah. He, he's a kind of a collector, you know, of Imperial stuff. It's obviously mirroring someone who is appreciator of like historical artifacts that are less than savory or whatever, but his relationship with Leia um, just reveals so much more about what led him down that path. And I, I really, I give Claudia Gray high praise for her writing of that relationship um, because it, it affords you an opportunity to kind of make, maybe think of the people in your life that it might remind you of, you know, in 2020 <laughs> and beyond um, in a, in a tender way. And so I, I recommend it to everybody highly, yeah. highly, highly. I will be reading this book. Publishing. You- you guys will see. I I am I have not read many Star Wars books. It's always just been a visual medium for me, um, and I have not sat down to really read a lot till just this past year. I'm starting to, um, so I'm excited to go forward with that. But I haven't w- read it, so every time I watch The Force Awakens and The New Republic is destroyed, I don't feel anything, <laughs> and I I always feel like I should feel something here, yeah. but I don't because I don't even know what this is. Like I know what no. it's supposed to be like, but why is it here? And how did it how did it get to this place? And it it's just always been so lacking in that department for me. So again, dude, we definitely are mirroring each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, the thing I always I always do though, like because I like I said I did have that problem, but the first question I always have to ask myself is. Is this because there there are certain things that are like okay this is like this is bad for storytelling, or this is par for the course for Star Wars in general, you know like how much did we feel for Alderaan? What was Alderaan? Who was yeah. there? You know I, I don't know like so I that's a good point. 
so I always recontextualize the things I don't like and be like, okay, but is this par for the course? Do I hate this movie? Because I had the same thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, so what? what is the, uh, just a, a quick lightning round. What's the biggest thing that you would change from The Force Awakens? If we can... what, we, what we just talked about. Okay. That's 100% right. what I would change. And Because I, I know, uh, JJ, you were like, sound like you may have something else in the tank about it. <laughs> in the, on The Force Awakens? Yeah. Um, and I literally just watched it two days ago. It's sort of to refresh my memory on some of the, some of the nuances, some of the scenes. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I would have... I'm struggling here. I wouldn't have had the big star killer planet. It was just like, uh, it was a uh, Death Star on crack. It was just that star with uh, with a uh, Red Bull. So, and um, a couple of uh, new Star Wars fans, not even fans, a couple of casual movie watchers that I had them watch that movie. They're familiar with that star, so they're looking at the Force Awakens. And they're like, did they just make a bigger Death Star? So what's the point? Are they just getting bigger each movie? I'm like, no. So that's sort yes, of the, technically, <laughs> yes. Technically, yeah, You're not wrong. <laughs> so it's like, and they always have like a duex machina at the end that sort of solves the big issue with the big, uh, uh, big conclusion at the end. So I would have, I don't know, I would have maybe focused on like more of the political intrigue, a little bit mm -hmm. of how all of this works, more so on. But then again, J.J. Abrams likes the big spectacle of it. He's not going to slow it down and cut it into pieces for us to actually absorb actually what's going on. It's going to be shooting right at you, but I still enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. The Force Awakens is a solid Star Wars film. I just, I, I wish it had more of the Phantom Menace and I, I don't want to hate, I don't want to hear any hate. Some of those uh, complicated conversations about the mm -hmm. political intrigue of Star Wars universe. So that's the only thing I would have yeah. changed. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's interesting in, um, in Bob Iger's, <clears throat> book uh, right of a lifetime he actually talks about it uh because we know that a lot of the stuff from george lucas's uh treatment for it ended up in the last jedi but um having you know it was uh, th they decided to head away from that because they really wanted to try and bring in the old fans at the same time versus George who doesn't care and didn't wanted to bring in new fans. Um, but most people don't want to hear what actually happened. Anyways. <laughs> All right. He breaks the fantasy. <laughs> yes. My, um, my, my personal hot take though, and, and the last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie, but if I were rewriting, I would make the force awakens in the last Jedi one movie. I think there are elements that you could slap them together and have that be the intro. And then we can get a second movie that's a whole year of Kylo Ren running the First Order. And then we get Rise of Skywalker. That's what I would Interesting. do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Last Jedi drops. When when it comes up, I'm sitting in the theater and I look over to my, my buddy Austin. And I'm like, man, people are going to love this film. <laughs> <laughs> I was blown away the the my first viewing, Dude. but how did how did you guys feel about it? Um, we'll go to uh, the Ephraim first. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I also saw this movie four times, and I loved it right off the bat. Loved it. Loved the subversion of expectations. 
love the characterization of Luke, like pretty much immediately fell into the camp of this is the one of the best Star Wars movies, period. I was completely oblivious to all the, you know, spewing of this isn't Star Wars, blah, 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 for a good week. And it was just the bliss, the most blissful week of my life. I had no idea what's coming. And um, I still, I what I loved about it then, I still love about it. Um, I feel like I do have some of the like typical complaints about pacing, yeah. you know, um, humor. I, I saw, I, I did see a fan cut of it that kind of made things a little bit uh, less quippy or whatever, however you want to call it. And I actually enjoyed it a lot. So I think I think I fall fairly into like the positive camp on this movie. Um, I don't really think I would change anything like other than like what I talked about with Leia earlier. Mm-hmm. I still I, I feel like there are just maybe some better ideas. Uh, I mean, no one could have anticipated Carrie's passing and, mm. you know, that that complicates <laughs> things. But I you'll you won't catch me hating on this movie <laughs> basically <laughs> awesome yeah um and how about you xanatos um i believe i saw that movie six times in the theater probably every sequel around that much and i was blown away the first the the first viewing um i liked ev- like the the end scene the visuals um yoda the whole scene with yoda was awesome mm. Um, uh, and like it, it actually took me a couple of viewings to notice that he said um, uh, Ray doesn't like she, she already possesses the books but he said it in like a pun and then you yeah. see the books later on like, oh my god that's what he meant when, when I was watching it the second time um, but he's yeah, been trolling it, Luke forever. <laughs> forever and he still calls him young Skywalker which was just so cool uh, yeah I mean, when you're when you're 900, uh, and then and then become part of the the force, and you're just beyond space and time, <laughs> conscious forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. How about you, JJ? Um, it's no secret. I really love the Last Jedi. Um, I will defend it till the my dying breath. I will be on my grave defending it. And every time I make a kind of a negative The Rise of Skywalker video, I have to follow it up with the positive Last Jedi video because I don't want anybody to get an idea that I don't appreciate the sequel trilogy. I just have some critiques. I think that's fair. Um, First time I saw The Last Jedi, and I think I stitched your video asking that question, the hold the maneuver scene to me solidified what it feels like to be in like a, in a star war. You know what I mean? It was mm. the most breathtaking, most eerily, most quiet moment of my life mm. at that moment. Like nothing ever could replicate that feeling. I had that again in a movie theater. I have never felt that before or after it. So to me, I think it's a, it's a movie that, that was able to slow down a lot for us to actually absorb every character, all of the dialogue, the, the, the nuances, the, uh, the color scheme. It's very violent when you really think about it. It's to me, it's just a beautiful movie. It has some critiques. I, I don't like some of the pacing is kind of weird. The Poe humoring yeah. Hux in the beginning really throws off the pace in the beginning yeah. and sort of mm. and like I said, I don't like that um, cheap Marvel jokes, I call them, that undercut a lot of tension. So mm-hmm. to me, for me, that doesn't ever land. They sort of undermine Hux at that moment, who's already established almost like a German 1939 group level almost um, ridiculous kind of villain. And maybe that was Ryan Johnson's point of that scene to sort of kind of mellow down the 
the first order speech to me, which was crazy jarring. I don't know if anybody else. Was. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You I still kind of roll my eyes when I watched that scene. It was, it was nuts. He I'm should like, have a, he should be twirling a mustache. I think for that. During that scene. <laughs> it looks like Dr. Literally what I said, like, what was, and I, I think my Ryan Johnson might've wanted to kind of mellow down, soften that edge just a little bit. It, it didn't work. He could have done it in a different way. Um, Canto by it, we can. To me, I don't have a problem with that scene. It should have been a little bit longer. It should have been explored a little bit more. I think there's a lot of good themes in there. Sort of mm. the small guy caught in the middle of the war. They don't care who's bombing them. Is it resistance? Is it first order? They don't know whose bombs are falling on them. And I think there's a lot of important lessons to be taught there. The kids believing in the in the Luke Skywalker legend, which I thought was such a beautiful detail. Mm. Them playing little mm-hmm. toys. It's completely mm-hmm. underappreciated. And I like all the creatures in mo- all Star Wars universes that don't have speaking roles, like all the Porgs. And I don't know the names of all of them. I'm sorry. I'm really terrible with Star Wars names. And I have an <laughs> accent. So pronouncing them is a struggle and, I, not, and makes me feel subconscious. So I apologize if I don't know everything on the name-wise. But um, yeah, The Last Jedi, to me, the crate sequence, um, uh, the establishment of the dyad at that point, which was mm. pretty strong force doing something new finally. And number one reason Luke freaking Skywalker, my God, he's kind amazing in this movie. He's just, <laughs> I love him. I love Luke in this yeah. movie. Yeah. So to me, the funniest part is like, what you want me to face down first order with the lightning stick. That's literally <laughs> what most fans could sort of like in their head cannon are expecting. Like that is not how this works. And he's sort of, makes fun of them, uh, makes fun of yeah. that kind of uh, um, narrative. And then what he does, he still goes out there and faces down the first order. It's just brilliant. I, I love Luke in this movie. So. Oh, yeah. I the went on a tangent. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh well said. That's, that's what we're here for. I'm excited. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the whole, you know, playing around with, like, because because there's people who are these these legends, you know what I mean? Like, I, I remember growing up, like, man, I want to be michael jordan it was like 1996 can you imagine if i actually like hung out with him for like a couple days like he wasn't a nice he really wasn't a nice person you you look behind it he was kind of a dick you know (laughs) but who wouldn't be at that level uh but it's 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 uh, that's one of the things in storytelling that i love because we can get these idealized versions of these characters but like Yes, there's a legend, and that legend motivates people, and it drives the next wave forward. And they're trying to achieve this, but that's also a person who, like, you know, takes dumps, and like he's <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, and there was taxes. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he's just a regular person who sometimes is probably just like, man, I'm tired. I can't, I can't do this mm-hmm. right now. Um, who fails? And like, what, what do you do if? you know you're running as fast as you can and it's not fast enough like yeah that's a good point you know i i yeah i i loved it but um people anyhow people seem to forget that mark hamill aged like we don't have anything in between return and the force awakens he got older of course, the character is going to age with him. So with that come changes. So. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And also, it's always been very, like, arthurial, where essentially Luke, as George wrote him, was, you know, was Arthur, and he pulled the sword out of the stone, but it was a lightsaber, and Obi-Wan was uh, was his wizard that was, that was helping him. 
but Arthur becomes king and being an awesome badass warrior doesn't mean you're a great king. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you have a whole new challenges and all this stuff. I always thought that was cool as well. But um, yeah. while I'm going off on a tangent now. Um, <laughs> this movie does that. <laughs> Uh, there's there's so much, and I only got to, to Luke. I've been trying to make videos on each and every character because I, I really enjoy each character's journey, um, including Finn's. I, I feel like, you know, we we uh, forget that his character arc. He didn't even know if Ray got, ever got saved. You know what I mean? Like he goes out to save her, and he gets put in a coma. <laughs> you know? Yep. yep. And oh right, but, yeah. So he wakes up in the middle of his last arc of like where's ray that's that's the first thing he says when he when he wakes up mm. um but you have this this kid who's like i don't want to fight anymore like i don't want to be part of that like i didn't believe what i was fighting for before and then he found mm. something new to believe in to actually join and start fighting um <clears throat> i i think we kind of fall into this this group where a lot of storytelling in Star Wars traditionally happens in between films and off screen. Yeah. And this is one of those that didn't happen. This happened on screen. And so I feel like people assumed how his arc was going to end. Mm. But no, he had to wake up and actually do it. <laughs> right. I thought he died in The Force Awakens initially when I watched the movie because he slashed him pretty hard with the lightsaber on the back. And I thought that was the end of the character. It was very jarring in the beginning. Mm. And then Later on, obviously, you learned it, mm. that it, it didn't happen. So, but yeah, you're right. He wakes up in the middle of his own arc, which was very yeah. strange mm-hmm. storytelling. Uh, definitely. Never Unconventional. Thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, for real. But what is Star Wars? But, um, you know, odd, uh, odd pacing. Yeah. I, I feel like there's no Star Wars movie it's true with yeah. good pacing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, Attack of the Clones. Um, Star <laughs> Wars is weird. We love it. <laughs> Which I love Attack of the Clones as, as well. Um, but yeah, who else? I'm going to stop. Um, and I, I don't remember who hasn't gone yet. So uh, jump in. I think Michael hasn't gone yet. Yeah, I haven't gone. Um, I, I'm uh, Everything you guys have said, I'm just like, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> I'm with you guys so much. Um, for me, I walked out, I, similar to you guys, I walked out of the theater just like assuming that everyone else had the most magical film, you know, theater <clears throat> experience ever. Just like I did, um, only to find out that um, one day I would be called a fake fan, um, and so that <laughs> um, so that's that was weird. But to me, y'all, I, every time I watch this movie, and I have had times, it's such a like it's such a strange movie because yeah. I loved it, I loved it right away, and you know, in after everybody was so hard on it, I watched it again, and I started just like looking at it and seeing like okay, like, do they have something here? And then I would like, I would like get down on the Cantabite stuff for a while. And then I would like, I don't know, that was really the one that I got down the most about for a while. And, um, but the more I watch it, the more that I'm just like, no, Cantabite is not like the most well-executed part of the movie. I don't, I don't, I really don't think so, but it accomplishes what it's trying to do. Um, I think the setup with Maz Kanata is a, is really weird. It's really wonky. Agreed. Yeah. Really, really <laughs> yeah. weird. I don't like it at all. I, I, I cringe not every time. Land with anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. 
Um, and then some of the humor too, most of the humor, Ryan Johnson's humor tends to land well with me, but there's a few parts like at the beginning, it feels like a weird cell phone commercial, um, and, and, or something like that. So, but, um, (laughs) also when BB-8 just jams his head into the, (laughs) yeah, yeah, the electric leaks, a little weird, but at the same time, I also loved that because you get to see that we've not, we don't usually see like inside where the droid does his work. So I was yeah. like, this is kind of cool. But then he just like plugs the holes where the, it's really, funny. Was like, it's, it's really weird. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really wonky. But I, you know, you guys said so much stuff. I could go on and on about Luke. I post about Luke all the time. He's my favorite character. And The Last Jedi only enhanced that. But you guys kind of covered all that. My, the thing that I want to just bring up that hasn't really been brought up yet is that first, besides the humor that we just talked about, the first like 15 minutes of the movie again, uh mm. the 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 whole uh page tico and you know seeing this we don't ever get to spend like a lot of time with a you know seemingly random you know rebellion or or resistance fighter they're usually right. just mm-hmm. like you know red two standing by and then like pew pew and then they die or whatever <laughs> um but like we get to see page tico like we you know we first of all the stuff with poe at the beginning where he that awesome pov shot from the inside of the cockpit as he's you know turning around all that stuff with the 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 dreadnought i love all that stuff but then it goes it folk the story just suddenly focuses on this person we don't know and um whenever she grabs that medallion it's like this person has someone that's really important to them and we're this is such an intimate story about this person Mm -hmm. that we've never seen before (laughs) And then she yeah. dies, like a, a sacrificial death for, for a cause she believes in. I just find that part so powerful. We never see, we never see stuff like that usually. You know, not not mm-hmm. a super intimate. And I think that's a word that I would use to describe this movie. There's so many parts of this movie. Whenever you're looking at JJ's sequels, they're so big and grandiose, and a lot of that's really fun and really good. Um, a, mm-hmm. a lot of that's great actually, um, but I do feel like they're missing an aspect of like really we don't get the steak with the JJ stuff. We get the dessert with the JJ stuff and I love dessert, but you can only eat so much dessert. Um, it's a good analogy. Now you can also eat too much, too much steak, but, um, (laughs) but I, I also, I, I do feel like the last Jedi succeeds on a level where, uh, of, of just depth and storytelling and of, of richness and character and intimacy like the mm. i'll always remember there's a couple of i grab it's a very female gazy film let me tell you oh, yeah. <laughs> but there's a couple of, of parts of this movie specifically that i always think about um when i think about how intimate this movie is and i love number one in ray's first lesson where she's taught where where she is reaching out in the force um, after the joke that really does work for me, she reaches out and <laughs> slaps her hand. I yeah. love that. But then um, where she actually reaches out in the force and then she sees like life, death, mm-hmm. you know, all, all this, all this sequence. It's, it's so beautifully filmed and like, it's so personal and uh, it's, it visually tells what the force is better than anything I've really seen before. Mm-hmm. And, and then also uh, that, that one scene where they're in the hut and, you actually have Kylo and Ray in the hut together doing their force 
Skype thing. And uh, that shot of their hands, you can see the fingerprints. Like it's so, mm -hmm. it's such a really different shot for a Star Wars movie. And I think that's what this movie does that, that is just really rare in a Star Wars movie. And yeah, I could go on and on about it. Um, but mm -hmm. like, I love this movie so much. Every time I watch it, I find something new um, and mm -hmm. uh, to love about it. And I'll just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I really do feel sorry. I I wish I wish people saw it like I do. <laughs> I yeah. really really do. Not because yeah. I'm right, just because I love it so much. <laughs> I, I just wish you felt this way, person in the chat that says sequel trilogy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> which is, uh, I mean, it's it's a valid pain, and some people don't like it, which is totally cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean that that finger touch scene though, and then the hut blows up, and that mm. being a practical effect, that's so. Cool. Oh yeah. It oh man, yeah. It is a practical effect. It is. Yeah. Yes. 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 There's and by the way, there's if you haven't watched it, there's a there's a uh, documentary called Director the, the Director and the Jedi. Mm -hmm. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. It's a full length documentary about the making of the Last Jedi, and it shows that part um, in there. But y'all should absolutely watch phenomenal. it if you haven't. It's fantastic. I've seen it like See, five times. <laughs> like you said, there's always something new to find about this movie to like. Like um, um, Rose's sister, I always forget her name. You're absolutely right. You have, what, 20 seconds of an unknown character you've never seen, and mm -hmm. she dies pretty quickly. But the moment she has is intimate, and someone is out there, someone is out there that cares about her. Like mm -hmm. Another detail I love yeah. about this movie I, that I didn't really give too much um, uh, thought to, but brilliant. I love it. Oh. But yeah, no, the way you guys just said it is like, okay, this is a a mini um, Rogue One that happens in the film mm. where we get to see these people who sacrifice all, but yeah. instead of Rogue One where they sacrifice everything and they make the saving play, they sacrifice mm. everything, they take out the Dreadnought, and it's instantly replaced by a bigger Dreadnought. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And you're like... Oh, and so like some sometimes that the the Hail Mary play is just that the Hail Mary. You only right. do that when you have the end. You don't you don't open with that, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you sp speaking yes. of Dreadnought, when it's all blown up and everybody's celebrating for a moment, and then Leia looks down on her tablet and you oh, see yeah. the red bombers going mm -hmm. X, X there's a loss of life and loss of equipment that they can't afford to replace too. So it's like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you can't even celebrate it for a moment. It could be a moment of win, but it doesn't really matter with the loss of life that kind mm -hmm. of does this. So, yeah. And also yeah. one thing that doesn't get enough attention is, <laughs> believe it or not, there was a ton of, of planning that went involved, that was involved in this. So we actually do have extra media. Like there's a whole book called, um, um cobalt squadron and it is a whole story about Paige and rose and them joining that bonnie bombing squadron and what those bombers do and how how they function like they're they're bunker busters for like in atmosphere one of them was retrofitted to like all those things were drones that would go out and survey an area and come back Right. And all this stuff comes out the same day as the film. So, like, if you want more story on this stuff, you can find it. But it's not the purpose. It's not why we're here, you know. Yeah. And I've always, I've always thought that was that was cool when we can mm -hmm. get that extra stuff. It's like uh, there's an opportunity for more intimacy with these characters with the expanded material. No, I'm and absolutely. that's what I think is like so special about 
I'm, I'm big in the comics. I'm big in the books. And it's like for that reason is you get to spend a little bit more time. You know, I agree what you what you said about JJ's movies being like very sweet tooth. Like, this is awesome. But my tummy hurts like, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, yeah. it. I, I appreciate the auxiliary material so much because you, you get to have the intimacy, you get to have the steak and the dessert. And uh, that's, that's like a big reason why I like love the sequels and other, other yeah. like eras and stuff that have a lot of auxiliary material. I feel like I'm getting all of it. And that's something I feel like that's something some people don't know is like, you can have the steak, you can have the dessert and it makes a great meal. Just <laughs> go for it. You know? And I got to say the new Boba Fett, the two episodes are giving me a lot of the last Jedi vibes. I was gonna say the the second episode is very intimate, very intimate. Mm -hmm. So the ending sequence in particular, very intimate. It's beautiful. I thought about opening this podcast talking about that. I decided to move that to the end just in case people haven't seen it because it's (laughs) been less than twenty four hours. That's true. (laughs) But if everyone has seen it, we'll 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 hit that at the end. Cool. Um, but uh, Jedi Mark says, uh, and to watch Resistance and see them go to the ruins of the Dreadnought was so cool. Um, the anime showed Resistance, mm. first episode of the second season. They're all this time, they're trying to find the Resistance, find the Resistance. And they go into system and they make it to Dakar right after this battle. Mm-hmm. And there's oh. only wreckage. And you see it and you're like, oh, oh, damn. Uh, you know, like yeah. it was, this was their hope. And it was just dashed. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, all right. So that is that's that's largely the the last Jedi. Uh, let's jump into Rise of Skywalker, and uh, we will. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for for me, you know, I watched this movie in theaters twice with my with my wife, um, and. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said before, upon seeing it, it was my second to least favorite. Rogue One was my least. Um, <laughs> but uh, and and I was I, I was uh, definitely a hater at first. But after after doing two things, after because I wanted certain things to happen after the Last Jedi, and those things did not happen. So I was like, "This is bad." Uh, <laughs> but when I actually took a took a step back and watched not the story I was expecting, but the one that was being told, mm. and I'm like, yeah. "Okay, so these these are the through lines. the 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 line that Maz Kanata says, um, "the the belonging you seek is not behind oh, you; it's, it's ahead." And. Uh, and I watched the, the the Last Jedi, and I was like, "See, it's not behind you, but like that's only half the thing. The rest is it's ahead of you, and that's what we explore in in the next film." Mm. Um, and there's a few things, not not to mention, you know, having seen friends who were, uh, who are adopted or who wow. ha- are part of, you know, LGBT community and stuff like, and ousted by their family. Mm-hmm. And just people who have had to, or people who just had garbage parents, um, and and you have to make your own family somewhere else. And I didn't have that experience, but talking to my friends that have and how much the movie meant to them, it's like, oh well, that's cool, man. 
I've been a dick this whole time. Like, <laughs> it didn't resonate with me. It doesn't mean it wasn't great for someone. <laughs> you know, I had to like kind of take a pause there. But yeah, yeah, let's talk uh, Rise of Skywalker. And um, I don't think I've started with Xanatos yet. Um, okay. Uh, this is probably my, my favorite sequel movie. <laughs> um. Uh, what? <laughs> oh no! I was gonna say maybe we should end with Xanatos. <laughs> no, but, but go ahead, go ahead. I, I no, just that. I I know how unpopular that is, but I just rewatched them recently. I'm like, you know what? I think I like this one the most. Nice. Um, aside from like cool. th- when Lando shows up with all the ships, I'm like, they just did the end game thing again. <laughs> There's a couple of like things in the movie I can totally recognize are a little weird and could have been done differently, but just. Call like I'm a big fan of the the callbacks, and like I really enjoyed Palpatine coming back because it rounds out everything. And um, I I understand people's opinions about Ray being a nobody. That that's perfectly fine. Um, I do like that she adopted the name Skywalker to kind of get rid of like the Palpatine bloodline. It's like you know why would you want to have the last name of like the Hitler of Star Wars? <laughs> and I I don't know. It just it it. It was a really good ending to the trilogy for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I, 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 I have to say though, like uh, along with that, you're welcome. Um, that like that last moment uh, where all the ships show up. Yes, it was in gaming, but two things also come to mind. Anakin as a child saying, "The problem." My mom says, "The problem with the galaxy is no one helps each other." Mm. that said in the first right. movie the last one everyone's coming out to help each other and i'm like okay well now i'm sad um <laughs> <laughs> but also george always contextualized the light and the dark is selfish versus selfless mm-hmm. and that part hit me as the just is the truly selfless uh thing so mm. you know it, it, that part i thought was was really explored well of course um JJ does this thing that that kills me. I mean, yes, in the, in the Last Jedi, they undercut some serious moments with some humor, but JJ does this thing where as soon as there's going to be a meaningful connection, someone runs in the room. It's like we gotta go, and then they're like, yeah, and then and then that never gets resolved. So in your head, your head made resolved it, but like the characters actually didn't do it. Like you, mm-hmm. you just don't have to write that part. It's like comic book artists who don't draw hands, so they're just like always like out of frame. <laughs> you know, that's that's what it what it feels like. Yeah. Um, who wants to go next? <laughs> Everyone's go. like afraid to dip their toes in now with this movie. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I always say when I talk about this movie, I I have a lot of issues with it, but I am I wish I didn't. I am jealous if you love it. I wish I did. And I watched it again today, hoping that I would love it. And alas, I do not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, listen, this movie has a lot of great stuff in it. This It really, really does. Uh, but I was texting a friend earlier. I was texting one of my co-hosts earlier. And uh, I was just like, I, I just feel like like this movie starts cranked at 11. And, and then it doesn't really – it lets up, I guess, down to maybe 9. And then it just <laughs> – cranks back up even to like 15 later but like mm. at the beginning of the movie where all of those 
where all of those uh, star destroyers come out of out of the is it water? I don't even know. Is it water or water. ice? Yeah, yeah. Right. When all of them come out and there's like a million of them, and then it, I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just a lot okay it's just he cranked it to 11 and then there's nowhere to go from there and then it, and i see the same kind of thing at the end with the with all of the resist or all of the ships that show up to help i'm just like i love that everyone came to help but i just feel like there's just so many people there it's just it's hard for me to <laughs> it's just a little ridiculous it's just cranked to 11 and i think a little restraint would have served those parts well mm -hmm. um but overall, I really did find things I like about this movie. Three, like, in, in all seriousness, this is three PO's best movie. I feel like JJ. Oh, for sure. I feel <laughs> like JJ just gets three PO. Like really, no one else does except for George, and um, <laughs> and and maybe even better. Like everything three PO says in this movie or does is just <laughs> perfect. And um, he doesn't have movies like that really. He's great in other movies, but. There's something about him in this movie. It's just perfection. And um, listen, the scene with Han and Ben, um, mm. it is one of the top five scenes from the sequel trilogy. It is, it it is beautiful. I had in this movie that I that is the it's the lowest movie on my rankings. In this movie, that's the lowest Same. movie of my rankings. I had a tear in my eye during that part. It's a beautiful. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And um, and I also love the Rise Ray moment. I also love when the three of them are to, like the main core is together. We didn't oh, yeah. get any of that. There are things I can talk all day about things that I actually do like about this movie. At the end of the day, I just think it's put together with a lot of conveniences and a lot of like, hey, go do this so you can do this. And then after that, we have to do this. And then then you have to go to this place and do that and then use the dagger that just so happens to be at the sp specific spot and all that stuff. It, it, it hurts me a little bit to watch it just as a movie. But um, at the end of the day, it's still Star Wars and I find things to like about it. I really do. So, And I'm yeah. glad you like it. I really, really am. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, one of my friends who was here on when we were talking about the original trilogy, um, this is one of his favorite Star Wars movies. I would have brought him back, but I'm like, oh, I just had you. <laughs> but his thing is, this movie is a comic book. Oh yeah, on film. Yep, that's um, that's a good point. And maybe maybe it was the the medium, but like if you think about a comic book, oh, we need to go here to the, get this thing. Like for me, I was like, ah, there's there's too many planets. Like we just cut one planet out, um, you know, and and see see how that goes. But um, one thing that was cut that I do I desperately need back in there in in the novelization. We have uh, Kylo Ren using the Force to try and interrogate Chewie. Mm. And oh, yeah, I saw that artwork. <sighs> yeah. So when when he does that, rather you know, he doesn't start by getting the right location. He starts by getting um, Chewbacca's memories of Ben as a child. So he's seeing Chewbacca play with with little baby Ben and teach him how to shoot and teach him how to ride a speeder and all this stuff. And, and it's, it's similar, quite similar to like the novelization for revenge of the Sith by Matthew Stover. Read it. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Where if your complaint was like, Oh, Anakin's fall was too quick. Oh, Kylo Ren's return was too quick. No, there's, there's all these little tiny moments that like really, I agree with that. that. Yeah, totally. You know, 
Um, but uh, yeah, JJ, your thoughts? <laughs> so one of the ways that I got, uh, you know, kind of into the Star Wars sphere of TikTok, and it's my utter hatred of this film. And there's, there's things I like about it. Don't get me wrong. But it's an exposition spewing MacGuffin chasing nightmare. Here's the thing. If you remove one MacGuffin out of that movie, you can devote at least one full minute, 60 seconds of time to beloved Carrie Fisher and not just 20 seconds under a filthy sheet and move on from her funeral. If Padme can get a beautiful send off and Han mm -hmm. Solo dies in a way that's extremely tragic to service his own son, all of a sudden Carrie disappears and her funeral is 20 seconds and we move on to the next MacGuffin. Nothing in this movie to me matters. I left empty. I wasn't mad at it. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I felt nothing. And that's to me the biggest crime. Like, I want to feel something when I leave a movie. I want to hate it. I'd rather, I would rather hate it, but I felt nothing when I left the theater. And the more I thought about it later, the, the less I liked it. And I watched it again so I can prepare for this. I cannot like this movie. I cannot find it, redeeming values in it. Okay, I like Babu Frick, the force in a dyad, all the maneuvering with the lightsabers between hey, the hey. planets and the plane. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that stuff is cool, but they do nothing with Poe. Even less with Finn. Um Rose, yeah. it's a reactionary film. They completely got rid of her because of the fan outrage in The Last Jedi. That is just if I have a hard time stating that as not a fact, to be honest with you. You replaced mm. her with a slug and your friend from Lost because fanboys didn't like her. I, to me, that it did not sit well with me. Um, I, the Han Solo and Ben Solo scene, it would work if it was actually kind of earned. To me, like, this is one point where Ben Solo should be get, get redeemed, but he imagines his dad forgiving him. It's not how it works. In the grand scheme of things, redemption doesn't work that way. You need the person to actually forgive you, not just you thinking and dreaming he forgives you. So for me, that doesn't work, especially because it's in the last 10 minutes of the movie, so it doesn't feel earned. Um, I don't like Ray Palpatine. That whole thing was felt shoehorned in so that, you know, fanboys can say, oh, that's why she's powerful. She got magic grandpa. Everybody's got a magic grandpa. <laughs> in Star Wars. Like, I'm grandpa. Magic grandpa's everywhere. You cannot have special blood unless you got magic grandpa's. And so to me, that was sort of shoehorned there in without a reason. I'm sorry if you hear my cat. He's it's <laughs> feeding time. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, the rise of Skywalker just to me is completely spiritually corrupt. It, it lacks soul. It mm. completely lacks soul to me. Um, and again, was it too difficult to animate force ghosts of everybody instead of using the background noises? That would have been way better. And watching Ray dead cold on the ground felt really jarring to me. And that was just so that Ben can have his final redemption moment. Again, her death served him instead of the other way around. I, I hated the final act. All of the ships, and, and I want to go back to your comment about the ships, so many of them showing up at the same time. Keep in mind, this is a timeline of 16 hours. For some reason, Palpatine Mastermind is like, yo, alert everybody. In 16 hours, we're raising 2 billion ships to kill everybody. <laughs> so everybody's like scrambling in 16 hours. So in the 16 hours, they're chasing MacGuffins and trying to get to the end point. I, I'm sorry. I hate this movie. I don't like it. I don't like this movie. And I could go on a whole tangent about it. There's stuff I like about it. So, 
As yeah, someone who loves this movie, I can sympathize with like 99% of that. And I think like what people misunderstand about people who love this movie is that they think it doesn't have flaws or whatever. Yeah. I think, and maybe Xanatos, you might relate to this, just mm -hmm. like watching this movie is such a treat. Like to me, like the pacing and the drag you along and the dialed up to 11 and we're going to go to this planet now and all this stuff. And maybe it's because I like comic books, but it it feels like what the original inspiration for Star Wars was, was like, you know, Flash Gordon, Saturday morning cartoons and crazy wild space goose chase. And I think for me, that part of the movie works so well that I just I still just enjoy watching it. Like it's like I I'll just throw that on and just watch it. I I agree with like 99 percent of what you said. I, I really didn't like a lot of the choices that they made. Um, but then I think I, eventually I decided I'm just going to watch this movie on its own terms, you know, and, and not mine and not, not really on the terms of the other two movies either. <laughs> um, That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. But I, I sympathize with you and I, <laughs> I hope, I hope maybe someday like this is something you can just throw on and enjoy. And if it never is, then it's okay. But <laughs> I guess maybe it's just the style of movie that I like. I like intimacy. I like moments that are yeah. slowed down. I like co characters connecting, mm -hmm. actually having a conversation. And uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. that that's my thing. That's why I'm that, enjoying yeah. the book of Boba Fett so much. It's just, oh, yeah. it's slowed down. Like I can feel Boba Fett's character and a story actually happening. There's yeah. a need and a want like, to me, The Rise of Skywalker is just too loud. Everything is happening. Like, n no one ever mm -hmm. slows down. And the fake-out deaths, manipulation on, on I, that I've never seen done in a movie. Yeah. This one dies. Uh, Poe and Finn die twice. Hux dies. Uh, Chewbacca dies. Yeah. Everybody dies, but it's a fake-out. Even Ben Solo twice, yeah. fake-out. Like, I, to, me, to me, that's manipulating the audience into feeling emotions because you're incapable of generating them naturally. So... I think, I think my hot take is that if this was four episodes of the Clone Wars divided up into 20 minutes, people would absolutely love it. Like, it's, it's that type of storytelling. And uh, I don't disagree with you, but I also, it's it's kind of, that's what I'm referring to when I talk about watching it on its own terms. Like, yes, yeah. it is like literally Whiplash, the movie. <laughs> um, and so I just watch it like that. <laughs> um, you know? I don't do it has guys, the I... um, oh, it, was, it has the same energy as uh, as as Solo, where it's just it's something happening and it's like a trail of yeah. events, which is like the perfect movie to put on when you're folding clothes or something like that. I can't, <laughs> yeah. I can't put on The Last Jedi or or Empire Strikes Back. You have to plan because that. I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good I mean? point. That's a it's great like, point. I, I wouldn't get anything done. You know, I I tried. To, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. so, but, but that's, that's why, why I love, and I love these forums where we can get people that are able to passionately dislike something and then we don't have to choke each other, you know? <laughs> and I think, I don't know if you guys follow, I think JD, uh, Star Killer, I think that's his, uh, handle mm. on TikTok. He, and I agree with him. He said that the Rise of Skywalker is the most Star Warsy film just because there's like a lot of ships, a lot of like duels and a lot of just like Star Wars nostalgia and a lot of fan service the metal all that it's very star warsy so it's just a different type of narrative of a way of telling a story i think Not different i think different storytellers in within star wars just i mean they all tell stories differently i very much right. view even though um i mean and this isn't a 
a bad thing necessarily, but I think JJ and and John Favreau are kind of cut from the same cloth. They would they when they go do their Star Wars, uh, you know, products, they they put stuff in as in like as if they are playing in a playground with these Star Wars characters. Mm-hmm. Like like I want to make a Boba Fett show. I want to make a show that's like Bo- about someone that's like Boba Fett, but that's not quite Boba Fett. Um, and, and then they just go and do these missions and. Or like with with the Rise of Skywalker or the Force Awakens, all of these this just just massive spectacle. Um, I will say though, JJ creates great characters. He really does create great characters. Like like I said, the beginning of the Force Awakens, he created these characters and set them up so beautifully. Um, and, and like I wish, I wish like the rest of those movies, the rest of the Force Awakens and the rest of the Rise of Skywalker took the time like those intro minutes did in the force mm-hmm. awakens kind of yeah. like you're saying jj because it's like we we don't have any time to appreciate any growth that's happened in these characters or or there's not <laughs> been any growth because we don't have the time because you're doing so much mm-hmm. so it's it's just but i do think that there are different flavors so like there are people and i know a lot of people on twitter are like loving loving the last jedi and some of them are like like they sound like I do about the Last Jedi. Did I say Last Jedi? I meant the Rise of Skywalker. No, no my lights are so, on in the background. Sorry, <laughs> that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> but some people are talking about the Rise of Skywalker like I talk about the Last Jedi, and I'm like, this is just proof that, like, you can that there are different filmmakers within this universe that make the movies or shows that they want to make, and you're not going to love everything they do, but you're going to love something and someone else does. You shouldn't. Yeah. You, you can go, you can have this flavor. You can have that flavor. Some people are going to like this flavor better, but ultimately you don't have to like, I don't know. Like, even though I don't like the rise of Skywalker as a movie, I I can appreciate certain things about it. And it is star Wars in the end. And it does make me Mm -hmm. feel star Wars things in the end. And I have fun with it at certain points. So um, I just, I just feel like people should not feel like they have to love everything. It's just like, okay, this, this show's just not for me, or this movie's just not going to be for me, but I'm glad you like it. So, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, if you criticize things in good faith, I think if you point out, these are the casing, yes. maybe the story is not working. The narrative dialogue didn't work. The humor didn't land. Like I get mm-hmm. all of that. It's like, if I criticize the rise of Skywalker, which I do a lot, I I'm not going against anybody that loves it. I am jealous of you that you enjoy it. I want to love the final installment as much as I love The Last Jedi. Like, what Star Wars fans want to hate something? Like, I don't want those feelings. To me, the more I think about it, the more I'm nothing on. It's sort of getting indifferent. There's things I'm going to like that I enjoy about it. It's going to be a background movie, like you said, when I'm folding my laundry. (laughs) It's not going to pull me in in those intimate moments that I have to think about the conversations and pick up on the details and the metaphors. But... I still want to criticize parts of it because I think it's fair game, just like Spider-Man No Way Home. It's not perfect, and I want to. And now let's talk about it. I think it's it makes for an interesting discourse instead of just like, yay, everything is good, and go home. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but gotta peel it back and and get into the the layers of it. Mm -hmm. Um. uh, Well, so I I, my my question is. because a lot of the the reaction we see is identical word word for word. I've had this community like get together and watch um, the, uh, the the people versus George Lucas 
um because because i i lived it <laughs> you know through that era of how many people absolutely abhorred you weren't a star wars fan if you liked the prequels um mm. how could you possibly enjoy any of this stuff at any level mm. and now we see the exact opposite of that um which is also in my in my opinion one of the things we may have also been seeing with the sequels because imagine imagine you grew up with the original trilogy it's what inspired you to make film then the prequels come out and you hate them and then you eventually get the opportunity to make your own star wars movie and play in this sandbox well you're going to ignore that mm -hmm. stuff you're going to remove all the stuff you didn't like about the prequels mm. in it and I, I hopefully, I hope we don't get into this. Like, there's people that hate the sequels right now. That if they got the chance to make it, they would try to like retcon it or like we're not going to put any of these uh, elements in there. But there's a generation that's going to grow up going to Galaxy's mm -hmm. Edge and loving these characters, and they're going to be like, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I talk about, um, and I've said it many times before, but you know, we had to wait, you know. A decade to get Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor back. Why? Because everyone hated these films and like they couldn't come back. But all these people who love them now are like, we had to wait this long because you guys just couldn't let a movie you didn't like exist. Like, mm -hmm. come on. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't that um, you didn't even like the movie. You went personally against actual human beings and made their lives miserable. Why would yeah. I want to come back to you? Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh man, I, I was actually in tears at the. Uh, I didn't go to the last Star Wars celebration, but like they brought Ahmed Best on stage, and like oh, everyone God. loved him because all of those people who the prequels were their target audience are like twenty five years old right now, <laughs> and they all yeah. love the character. Like George was right all, <laughs> all along, and and like yeah, that brought that brought tears to my eyes. Um, but uh, yeah, what. With that considered, you know, what did you think of the reaction and how will these films age? And mm. um and let's um let's kind of you know, kind of move towards towards the end and then I'll go around one more time after this to get your guys' thoughts on, on Book of Boba Fett. Um so yeah, real quick, you know, let's just ask how do you think the, the sequel trilogy will age? And then if you could pitch any story. Um, from this time period, what would you make happen? Uh, All right. Any volunteers to go first? Because uh, I'll go. Make I'll go. Make All right. I'll go hop in. It. I'll try to make it short and sweet. I think these films are going to age wonderfully. I, I have no doubt that these are going to be many young kids' favorite Star Wars films for most of their lives. And, um, I think the quality, the spectacle is something that we'd never seen from Star Wars ever before. And uh, I think it's going to hold up really well. And I think also as time moves on and we're removed from the context of, oh, we were speculating about this and, oh, people didn't like that and stuff. People aren't going to know that unless you sit them down and you're like, how about a round of trivia? Did you know that people thought that this was, you know, um, people aren't just going to really <laughs> do that when they watch these movies <laughs> in the future. Just, just to, to cut it real quick, I, it <laughs> popped up on Twitter again. People forget how hated it was to see Yoda wield a lightsaber. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. So out of character, yeah. Yoda would never use a lightsaber, and he was they, flipping around. Okay. They were like, "Who yes. is this guy?" Yeah, I did forget that because I was a kid, and when I saw that in the theaters, 
I remember thinking that's the best part of this freaking movie. Like, yeah, I watched that on repeat. Oh my child. gosh, that was like the that was the part of the movie that I went <laughs> to see. And uh, yeah. I no, I, I didn't I didn't realize people thought it was out of character for Yoda. That's so weird. Everyone oh, hated it, but everyone Yoda, thought Yoda the Jedi as a whole. Much- yeah, go ahead. So yeah. I keep going. I don't. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Everyone, everyone, like, well, not everyone, but a lot of people thought the Jedi as a whole were just like weird and out of character and not what they imagined. The whole prequel trilogy. Not my Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think a similar thing is going to happen with the sequels. It's pretty much inevitable with time. And I am grateful for that. And I'm grateful that little kiddos are gonna just like be like, oh, that was so kick ass when. Ray and Kylo or you threw down, you know, they're just going to like, that's going to be the scene that they're like, man, I watched that a hundred times as a kid. Yep. And that's what these movies are for. And so I, yeah. I'm just grateful, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. So that's ahead. how, I was gonna that's gonna how they're going to age, but what's your pitch? Yeah. Yes. Um, I would love to see a story post rise of Skywalker with Ray exploring the cosmic force a bit more in depth um, and training a small but open generation of Jedi that are more kind of the higher public Jedi. Um, because something that's a little bit odd to me is like this cyclical. Yeah. Jedi Finn show says Star Wars lawyer, basically, basically something like that. Um, I, I think something that's been weird to me about Star Wars sometimes is like the cyclical nature of like, the Jedi rise and then they fall and it's really depressing and then they rise again and then everything goes to shit again. And then, and then there's a new empire and I would love to see something interesting happen after the rise of Skywalker. So I would like it like an animated uh, live action if possible, like maybe an animated new Jedi show. Awesome. Yes. Love it. I, I love it. And like, just, just to act. So I've, I've had that envisioned and I want uh, like Ray in her future order to go up against someone like Kreia who believes oh. the force is the problem and wants to destroy mm. the force itself. That'd be so she's exploring the cosmic force. Like, I think that would be the, the perfect Hell thing, yeah. but um, I have many story pitches. So <laughs> 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 um, uh, who's, who's going next? I can go. Um, I think they're going to age wonderfully, too. I completely agree. Um, I was rewatching him, like I said, the other day, and I was watching my iPad because my husband plays his video game on our main TV. So and I saw him and I'm watching Force Awakens and he's doing one of these. And I see him like sort of shifting. He's like, how about you put that on the screen? So I put it <laughs> wow. and we watch it together. He's like, I forgot how fun this movie is. And he's never seen a Star Wars movie. So to Aww. me. Hey, to me, <laughs> so I think they're gonna age wonderfully. Even the Rise of Skywalker, I think it's gonna it's gonna uh, do wonders for kids' imagination because that's ultimately who this is for. Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker is still a fun movie with a lot of cool things going on. Kids are gonna appreciate it, and I think it's gonna age much better than what we think. So, to me, I fell into a really weird red pill kind of moment right after these movies, and I. And made a mistake of going to YouTube comments and like mm-hmm. Twitter. And I'm like, Always what is happening? That was a huge mistake because I left hopeful. I'm like, this is the best thing I'm seeing since the mm-hmm. revenge of the Sith, which was so dark. When you think about it, it's the darkest mm-hmm. Star Wars movie ever. And all of a sudden the force awakens comes at you brighter, feels like new hope. You have these new fresh new characters. It just feels 
fun. And uh, to me, I never understood the hate after it. So mm-hmm. I, I have high, high, high hopes for the sequel, uh, aging really gracefully. So, and as far as my pitch is concerned, I mean, don't get me wrong. All the Jedi stuff is cool, but I, but I am more about. I'm so sorry, you guys. Oh, <laughs> I should have locked them up. Um, um, I kind of want to see some dark, like not even Sith, dark side force users somewhere. Mm-hmm. How does the actual first sword actually happen? Who's like in the in the behind the scenes? Oh well, you know, I sense the force is now all Jedi. Let's do so. You know what I mean? That part we never explored at. Like all the Sith, all the dark side force users are always like serving the protagonist, serving a story, but it's never about them. So I think mm-hmm. it'll be kind of cool to see some dark user sor- uh, dark users in a sequel era, which mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to yeah. get. I think it's a little too risky, a little too edgy, a little too dark, but that's just my pitch. On top of like new Jedi Academy with Rey and Finn and maybe Poe Adventures, yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Like again, in the spirit of Force, in the spirit of everything else. I've got, I've got a comic recommendation for you. I will, yes. I will message you later please do it's because I'll, I'll go in depth don't worry i got you, I, got you <laughs> I love dark side so anything <laughs> I, I got you i got you but uh you saying that though makes me think of uh, like a specific scene in um in the the people versus george lucas where there's this one guy who's a huge fan he's talking about how much he hates the prequels and he has this little like five-year-old boy and the five-year-old boy is like i want to watch this one and and he holds up um holds up phantom menace and okay. the guy physically looks like he's dying inside and he's like <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay <laughs> and it, it makes me laugh because uh, and a, a lot of people i know that hated the prequels still hate them they still hate them and that's okay mm-hmm. you know it's not like like aging well doesn't mean that if you hate it now you're going to love it eventually no it right. just means that other people are going to grow up enjoying it seeing it from a different light and like yeah. it's going to change the whole I guess a percentage based like thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, uh, how about uh, how about you, Xanatos? I think they're going to age extremely well. Um, I never get tired of defending Ray on TikTok. Like, <laughs> I think I have the same five arguments every day in comment <laughs> sections, or I make a video edit basically showing that Ray's a Skywalker because duh. And uh, like, it, it's. It's maybe it's not for you. Maybe it's for that little girl that dresses like Ray that's at Galaxy's Edge. You know, let let people like things. Go away. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, go to go to the stuff you like. Maybe connect with people that like the sequels, but like other stuff too. There are so there's so much Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make it your identity to hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. And awesome. uh, what's your what's your pitch? So I think I would want to see more of like maybe like a Rebels animated show in the in the middle of the sequel movies maybe like where they're showing more of the knights of ren maybe more of the dyad stuff yeah um just just ex- exploration on stuff they introduced that they could flesh out a whole lot better that would make the sequels more cohesive kind of like they did with the clone wars and all that mm-hmm. so it would it would kind of make yeah. more connective tissue between all three movies that's a great idea actually yeah i love that yeah, and and yeah, and I I agree with all of y'all. I do think that the movies aren't going to age well with me personally. As far as like, I'm probably never going to love the Rise of Skywalker. I I want to. I've given it enough shots. I've given it like eight tries at this point. <laughs> but like, I'm probably never going to. But you know what? 
there's something about Star Wars and it's just this generational magic thing that like kids love it, adults love it, but then those kids those kids are growing up with it on their entry on their entry point. They're coming mm-hmm. in on, you know, with the prequels, then with the sequels. And there's something about Star Wars that is just I don't know. There I think that even though there are going to be people who like you said, I I do I don't think that people that hate it now are going to love it. There might be some people who turn and in particular, I do see people kind of changing their tune on the last Jedi. Some, uh, it, not a lot, but some, uh, I do see people say like, I, I rewatched the last Jedi and I liked it a lot better this time. So I think that could happen to an extent, but I think you're going to see a lot of it with the new generation of star Wars fans coming into it here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's going to age beautifully and star Wars is just, that's what's great about star Wars. Um, and so as far as my pitch goes, I'm not good at these things, but um, I do like there are sometimes people ask me, like, what would you change if you could change one thing about a, a movie? I'm like, I don't I don't do that. I don't I just take the movie <laughs> what it is and mm-hmm. go go on. Um, I, I'm not good at that. But uh, but with this, I think I think I would like to see something, whether it's animated or live action, uh, kind of just building out the Canto bite kind of aspect. I, I think that that could be really interesting if you flesh it out more and it does get more into the politics, which I think, yes. um, I, I, and I think Ryan Johnson's actually a prequel fan and he put more of that in the sequel trilogy than was, than, than JJ did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think the Canto bites just like a really rich tapestry you could paint on. And you have, you know, you have the kids that were inspired by Luke at the end. I would love to see what happens with them. Um, I, I don't know. I think it's a really interesting place and I would like to see more of it. So, yeah, uh, we did have an anthology, uh, a book, um, for Canto Bite and we got introduced to Kedpin Shaklop, uh, who is a vaporator a salesman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird story, but it's, it's actually kind of cool where he's, as the story unfolds, you find out like the real kind of person he is. And he had a brief scene, was going to have a brief scene that got cut out where you would see his uh naked alien bare ass. Um, <laughs> oh, yep, yep. I saw, I saw I that. Find, I yep. find myself grateful that uh, it was deleted. That, that was a good call. <laughs> In fact, if you watch the deleted scenes, most of them are like, I'm really glad you cut those. <laughs> there, there's a lot of them that's just like, that definitely doesn't quite fit in the movie. Good good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. And um, for me, I, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to do my, my, my OG uh, uh, pitch of, I need a story that is Rey, and she is trying to start her new Jedi school. And uh, there's so she has like some younglings that are force sensitive, but she doesn't know what she's doing, right? She's trying mm-hmm. to start this. She doesn't know how to teach and all this stuff, right? She's been a loner this entire time. Finn mm-hmm. is with her. He's been trained as much as she has, right? She's more powerful in the force than he is. He has more discipline and understanding because of his military training, all this mm-hmm. stuff. So they work super well together. But in order to understand how to teach the force, she's using the books that she took as well as Luke's notes on them. And so she opens the book and starts reading Luke's notes and we do a flashback and the whole show Mm. is an anthology Luke show 
where Luke, where we find out when Luke found this passage and went off on this adventure, found this Force-sensitive group of people, learned from them, and what made him write these notes. Mm. And then we flash back, and she's going to use those notes to teach them. So we get her building up a school. We get a kick-ass anthology Luke show that's just showing the highlights of his adventures around the galaxy, trying to find out, like, how the hell the Force works, because he didn't... He didn't learn a whole lot from from Yoda. You know what I mean? Like when he shows up in in, Re, in uh, Return of the Jedi and he's like choking people and stuff. Yoda didn't teach him how to choke people because who would he practice on? Yoda. Yoda didn't teach him to mind trick people. Just one you know? of those things to figure out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> when you get mad. Um, wait. So oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I was gonna make I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> right, now, 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 I want to know. <laughs> Filters turned on. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's kind of funny, you know. Is he a Gary Stu? You know, he's so powerful. <laughs> Gary Stu, <laughs> Lady Jedi, too much power. <laughs> oh man, don't get us started. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will go on a whole other hour. Oh yeah. <laughs> holding back <laughs> all right awesome well um let me actually have us uh so for anyone that hasn't uh, so everyone here on the panel has watched the second episode of the book of boba fett is that correct yes correct. all right so i want to say to anyone who's in the chat if you haven't seen it we're gonna we're gonna have a brief uh, conversation about it and everyone's gonna also give us you know where they can find where we can find their content and all this stuff and we'll, we'll sign off so if I put this at the end, so if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, thank you for, for hanging out with us, and you can come back and check out everyone's thoughts at, at the end. But uh, yeah, let's go with people's thoughts on the most recent episode of Book of Boba Fett, as well as where we can find you and your awesome content. Um, and I'll start with uh, with Ephraim first. Awesome. I am such a big fan of this episode. I... I've I've seen some lukewarm takes and I can understand that if you're still warming up to just the concept of this parallel um, narrative with the flashbacks and the present day stuff. Maybe you're more anticipating the present day stuff. You're a little bit let down, but it is to me, it's just so beautifully executed. Um, everything that the flashbacks actually has to do with the person that Boba is now Um and the spoiler territory here, I'm going to try to keep it as spoiler free as possible, but just him being the liaison between the sand people defending them against the pikes shows that he, this is how he became the person who is worthy of being the daimyo of Mos Espa, mm -hmm. um, standing up for the people who have been terrorized by biker gangs and drug cartels. Um, and as someone who was involved in that, he obviously, uh, has seen both sides of it <laughs> um <laughs> and now he's he's he or he was quite downtrodden and was on the receiving end of that um having to understand what the indigenous communities were enduring by these systems i think it is absolutely beautiful and also pertinent and um i i'm really really looking forward to the rest of the story not because i think oh there's gonna be another cool uh glup shido comic <laughs> character which i i absolutely loved that freaking black chrysanthemum was in this episode that i was getting yeah. um, like, what 
Yeah. It's one of those moments where you're glad you didn't spoil it for yourself yes. before watching yeah. the episode, for sure. Um, and uh, e even if we don't get a single other cameo like that, even if the rest of it is just this intense character study of Boba, I will be completely happy. I am really, really liking it. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, again, my name is Ephraim. Uh, my tag is Jenzennial on Twitter and TikTok. And um, also, quick plug, I also release music, and it's just under my name, Ephraim McFarland, and I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't at least say that. Um, so, yeah, that's you can you can find me on Spotify, too, if you'd like. And yeah. uh, Dar Chaco, thanks for having me. Everybody, it was wonderful speaking with you. Yeah, thank you for, for coming on. Um, so I actually hadn't seen any of, of uh, Ephraim's stuff in, until, <laughs> until he did the audio where he pointed out, that uh, you could you could interchange uh, Thrawn's full chest yeah. name with Jason Derulo's intro in any of his songs. <laughs> yep. So he made that an audio. He's like with Thrawn Yoda. <laughs> yes. It was it was actually Claudia um, from Kaludia says who found a a um, Tumblr post that said that. And I and I was like, I know what I have to do, and I. But I don't have the strength. And that to is do that's it. the origin. Yeah, I was like, am I really? Is this going to be my legacy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it it's was a great it. legacy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about you, Xanathos? Um, I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like a lot of the complaints that people had about the first one, this one kind of covered, mm. and. Have any have any or all of you seen The Last Samurai? Yeah, it's uh, been a while, but I've a seen it. A long time yeah. ago, but yeah. yeah. When <laughs> Boba is training with the gaffy stick in, the, in that scene when they're fighting each other and all the Tuscans are watching, it looked just like when Tom Cruise was training with, with mm. the sword and they're all taking bets on if he's going to win or not. Like it looked ripped right from the movie, and I love that part. <laughs> and I, like, I actually, I'm behind a bit on the comics. I knew who the Wookiee was from like pictures. But I'm like, I know that's an important character, but I, I haven't actually, I haven't read those comics yet. Mm. Um, but no, it's it's a solid. It's it's looking like it's going to be a solid show. Oh, and the flashbacks um, are formatted like Arrow, you know, from the mm. D DC, where like the flashback and then stuff in the present happens it's related it looks like that's the direction it's going and i, yeah. I kind of like that a lot um but yeah i am xanatos eleven thirty eight on literally everything i'm most active on tiktok and twitter so yeah awesome i appreciate it also real quick uh so so i i got um luke from the padawans podcast um uh, sent me a picture earlier of of the the gang's jacket. I didn't get a chance to to you know decode it, but if if he's correct and it is the Rin Riven Die Gang, oh, that'd be so. <laughs> that so cool. would be an amazing connection. Bloodline, Bloodline reference. Bloodline. Bloodline. Okay, we gotta read that book. I'm reading that book. <laughs> That's the next one. First on your list. Right <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it might be, might be, because they. They have a role to play, and they're around at this point in time. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you are reading the comics, please uh, read Crimson Rain and, and keep up with those stories because it's, yeah. it's it's really good. Um, uh, yeah, um, Michael, how about you? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I have um, 
it's a trend here. I have read none of the comics. So when that character popped up, I was like, kind of a different perspective. I was like, who is this awesome character? <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, so I didn't get excited because I knew who the character was. I got excited because this is awesome. I don't know who this person is, but this is going to be cool. So that's just a little thing there. But um, I, I, the first episode came out and I liked it, but I did have some critiques about it. I felt like the action was kind of weird. Um, I did not, the Robert Rodriguez, the way that he directed the Mandalorian, I felt like felt different in this episode action wise. Like the action mm. just felt so visceral in the Mandalorian when he, when Boba Fett came and destroyed those stormtroopers. Um, it was, there was just a different feel to the way that he shot the action. And I mm -hmm. felt like that was really weirdly done in this, in the first episode. Um, the pacing was a little weird to me in the first episode. I guess I just didn't know what, like this shows, I don't know what this is exactly. It's different for a first episode of a TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, it didn't really feel like a first episode. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I liked it, but I didn't know like how excited about the rest of the show was going to be. I was going to mm -hmm. be, but then I watched this episode and like, holy crap. <laughs> I <laughs> absolutely loved it. I'm on board hundred percent. Every one of my concerns about like actions and stuff was like, it was great. It was great action today. I, it felt more like I kind of thought it would feel. Um, and then I didn't, I loved the stuff with the Tuscan Raiders. I loved, mm. and I didn't expect to get like that train sequence with them and like, uh, train sequences in Star Wars are just great. I, I never thought I would get them, but like with Solo and this, I'm just like, give me more. I love it. Um, uh, but, I, I, but but I it really... also had had some notes from uh, Boba Fett's time on the train in Clone Wars uh, with mm. Asajj. Oh, good call. Oh, yeah. Wow, hey. that, good call. I forgot that's about a that. Good call. Yeah, I have seen Clone Wars. Um, so uh, I really loved it. I love what's going on at present day. I would like to see. I hope at some point um, we get the flashbacks to a point where we know we know the character motivations well and we don't depend on the flashbacks for so much of the episode. I would like for that to focus more on the present day coming up soon. Um, but I really, really love this episode and I'm liking the show a lot. So pumped about it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Michael Hoover. I do a certain point of view podcast. We're available on, you know, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, we also have a Facebook group or on uh, Instagram as well. Um, and on Twitter, I'm, I'm very active on Twitter at, uh, at certain underscore POV pod. Love for you to follow us there. And dude, thank you for having me on this show. It's been so much fun. And your community is like, I'm just, I, I have been keeping up with the chat and it's like really, really a great community. So well done. It's not easy to build a great community like on youtube so uh really <laughs> you're doing a great job and I, I love your stuff so thanks for having me on it's an honor well the secret is i built it from tiktok and i'm trying to <laughs> slowly bring it over i'm not i'm not brave enough for youtube um i'm getting that i'm getting that um <laughs> and uh uh salvador mendez uh is, is saying did you hear something about a ben solo trilogy that Kathleen says something about sequel trilogies, the sequel characters returning. Um, none of that has has been confirmed. She said that there's more stories to tell for these mm -hmm. people. And also, I think the trilogy format is just not good anymore. I think it was good mm -hmm. for movie making in like the 90s. I think that this trilogy format needs to die. We need to take Let's behind the chair. Just have a great I, movie. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. 
I think um, Element pointed out really well. It's a death of a movie almost. Yeah. Um, exactly. Now, another thing I would love, so novel, is uh, the entire sequel trilogy, again, and maybe a little bit before, specifically from Ben's point of view. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Could be cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, last but certainly not least, we have JJ. Um, I, I come from a perspective, I didn't know anything about Boba except the four lines that he had in Empire Strikes Back and as a child in Clone Wars seeking revenge for Django's death. That's the extent of my knowledge of Boba. No, no feelings, nothing. It's just, it's a character. He looks awesome. He does cool things. That's the, that's the end of it. So going into this, I'm going in with a completely... And I avoided every review, every video everybody that everybody made. I'm like, I'm going into this with a fresh perspective. I love it. I just, I, I think I like it more than The Mandalorian. I'll be honest with you. It just feels really personal. It feels like it's titled appropriately, The Book of Boba Fett. It feels like a chapter. Its story is being told. And it's being told almost like a dual narrative flashing back, like uh, like Arrow, like David pointed out, which... It, it, to me, it works. It's sort of that sort of nostalgia actually services the character because you don't know anything about him. Sure. So to me, this works really well, especially this last episode. My goodness, it just feels really intimate. Again, back to that Star Wars telling a story yeah. that just feels really close to heart and then expanding on Tuscans, which have been sort of portrayed in a horrible way, in my opinion. So for them yeah. to kind of actually uh, say... There's different tribes of us that do different rituals, different things. Oh, I love that. I love that whole sequence. It felt a little Burning Man there for a little bit when they're doing around the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. When he hit him with the lizard and spice combo, I was that like, was, so, <laughs> your that was weird. But I, 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 the sequence, the dream sequence though, with the water and the tree in the background yeah. and then the flashback to Camino again, but look, looking at the yep. ship going away. I was like, this is some beautiful imagery. Like, I cannot yeah. believe we're experiencing this in a TV format. So I, I am, I'm enthralled. I cannot wait to see more of this. I cannot believe we're only getting six episodes, but, and I'm hoping the flashbacks do stop at some point so we can get the present. Yeah. Like, what does he actually want except just rule Tatooine? What's, what else is there? <laughs> can I yeah. point out something real quick before we wrap up? And actually, JJ, yeah. go ahead and like hit, hit me. I just want to leave everyone with a thought after you hit your socials okay i, um, I just okay i just i just post on tiktok i that, that that's about it on uh, cat lady jj it's mostly star wars and marvel and other goofy things that come up <laughs> at the time <laughs> i don't know just whatever people find interesting so yeah i i like to yeah that's about it nerdy stuff yeah <laughs> thank you for having me Chaco. this has been so awesome and all you guys are amazing i i'll, I'll make sure i find all of you if i'm not following you i'll, I'll make sure i do so I'm, yeah. This was so much fun. Yeah. I I didn't mention it, but yes, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> so great. On. I, I I appreciate because um I always uh can now I can make fun of uh, Element Seven because you came on diet before or you came on high ground before diet in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to come on the other podcast, but but couldn't for for travel reasons and stuff. So uh, now I can make fun of him. You can uh, add one to the talent. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say, uh, Ephraim? Okay. The, on my second watch of this episode with my wife, um, when the huts pack up and leave and Boba takes his helmet off, Fennec says they're huts. We'd have to get permission to kill them. I was, that one line, I've been thinking about it for hours. 
Why would they have to get permission to kill them? Are the is Boba in league with some sort of higher power that the Huts are also responsible to, and therefore there cannot be infighting? And who is that? So there's an order somewhere. Just there's a question. Some kind of a, yeah. Or was it's, it a joke? Like Rin you know, Riven die? Yeah. Is it Rin Riven die? Is it Kira? Is, I think you know, it's Kira. I, I'm still Kira. on the Kira train, but I at this point, if it doesn't happen, I'm fine. I would it, love, but. I would love to see Kira. That'd be amazing. All right, so that hashtag show um, put up a story saying that they are confirming that there is a Kira show mm-hmm. on, from Disney Plus in the works with uh, Amelia Clark reprising her role. Now, oh. I don't follow that hashtag show, so I can't, I can't fully speak to. I know that they're big and popular. I can't speak to their accuracy, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're saying. We have uh, that this is an exclusive um, that was given to them. So that could be happening. We could be getting Kira. Um, also, I want to say that uh, Boba Fett's reaction to the lizard jumping up his brain was the best. And he's just yeah. like, sorry, dude. Like, I, 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 I know I you I... gave me this gift and I accidentally <laughs> swallowed it. I'm... Whoops! <laughs> he, he had no idea what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but can we not? We have to mention the. Most ruthless bounty hunter in the world. And he's just like. Hmm. You know that was pure Tamura Morrison. He was just like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. yeah. I see it everywhere. And did you guys notice when he was carrying the the Tuscan uh, for the burial into the pyre? He mirrored Anakin and Shmi. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Also, I hit. Um, I hit. the couple that was in the mm-hmm. building that's saying it's not right. Uh, deleted oh, scenes yeah, yeah, for yeah. a new hope. New hope. Yeah. Yep. Oh. The couple Fixer, from the train. Fixer and yeah, Tammy. Uh, uh, yes. Luke's, some of Luke's childhood friends. Luke's childhood yeah. friends. Wow. Great Easter yep. egg. Okay. It's amazing. Man. Look look identical to them. Okay, I'm going to go yeah. watch Obviously, those scenes not... tonight. So that's great. Man. I, yeah. You know what I love? I love that the, that the first two episodes, at least, <laughs> I'm sure there will be bigger cameos later, but I love that the first couple of episodes of the show had cameos, but they weren't like... Han Solo shows up or yeah. like, it, it wasn't like these massive cameos. It was just these like winks and nods and they were focusing on story first. Yeah. I, I really yeah. appreciate that. Cameos are fine as long as the story works, but like, I love that it didn't depend on big cameos right out the gate. We got some really like deep dive cameos. Yeah. It wasn't like, like the guest star show, like Mando season two, where it's like they wink at the camera and it's like, Oh, it's a video game. Available like, yeah, yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, I but loved, that's how we I got loved all show. of it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Chuck, your chat is amazing. I've been dying here. I'm trying I so had... hard not to bust that laugh. <laughs> I... Star Wars has a lot of those, so it's, it's, a, it's a wonder you're in this oh. place. It's an issue, as Kiki puts it. Monster fudgers have found Star Wars, so be careful out there. <laughs> the um, woman that plays a female Tuscan too. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh, the warrior with yes, yeah. both of the Tuscan and the guy who yes, the, yeah. The, the, the what is thing. happening? <laughs> oh God, the but, chat is great. You guys are awesome. <laughs> so great. I love you all. The chat is bonking, Brooke, bonking her to horny jail. 
Uh, awesome. All right, I, I love you guys. We could go all, all night. This is actually longer than I try to make the episode. So I appreciate everyone uh, hanging out and bearing with me. And uh, Julia, Christine, for, for popping in. Hello, hello. Um, Hi, also, Hi, Julia. So goodbye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone that's that's joining that's joining me here in the panel. All of you guys are welcome back. This was a, a awesome conversation and super fun. So, like, if you guys have topics you guys want, feel free to <laughs> you know, like hit me up and see if I'm doing something similar soon. Um, next week, uh, I am. So I put out feelers on Twitter and on TikTok. I want to get a list of um, everyone's favorite fan films for Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I have a panel put together where we're gonna we're gonna watch them in our time. We're gonna come back here and talk about That's them. Cool, man. Nice. Um, so yeah, so we look forward to having you guys join us next week for that discussion. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. This was great. Thank you. Public. And may the force be with you.